non-essential retailers in England. That includes department stores and shopping centres. Outdoor markets and car showrooms will be able to open next Monday if they can prove distancing rules are in place. People who flout the laws risk jail or a fine. The PM's chief advisor, Dominic Cummings, is defending his decision to drive to County Durham despite the coronavirus lockdown restrictions. He says he believes he behaved reasonably and legally in March. Dominic Cummings insists he only went for a drive to a local town two weeks after arriving in Durham so he could check his eyesight. He wanted to see if he was OK to allow him to get behind the wheel for the trip back to London. The Prime Minister says his eyesight has also been affected by coronavirus. I find I have to wear spectacles for the first time in, uh, in, in years, uh, I, I think because of the effects of this thing. So I'm, I'm inclined to, I think that that's very, very plausible, that, that eyesight can be a problem associated with coronavirus. Boris Johnson told the Daily Downing Street press conference he regrets the confusion and anger caused by the row. The Labour Party says people were looking for at least an apology from Dominic Cummings for breaking the lockdown. It says they didn't get one. Sarah Jones is Labour's shadow policing minister and sees the situation is quite clear. He travelled 260 miles uh, to go to uh, a residence that wasn't his main home. He's also confirmed he went to Barnard Castle on Easter Sunday and sat by a river with his family. Now, both of those things break the rules. They think millions of people made extraordinary sacrifices during the lockdown with families forced apart. And the mayor of Barnard Castle says Dominic Cummings should have apologised for coming to the market town after going to Durham. 73-year-old John Blissett says an apology would have been an idea because a lot of people have been in far worse situations. That's the latest. I'm Daryl Jackson. Your voice, your music, your radio. Moans FM.
96 times this good, you know you found Merns FM.
the best nighttime love songs on Merns FM. Think back on these times And the dreams we left behind I'll be glad cause I was blessed to get To have you in my life When I look back on these days I'll look and see your face You were right there for me
costs £119 a tonne to dispose of what we put in our black bins and only £29 a tonne to dispose of what we put in the blue ones. At present, 30% of what appears in the black bins is food waste, which will go to composting if we use our green bins. So let's all do our best to recycle as much as possible to save money for those important services. And more importantly, help to avoid spoiling our environment. Let's be green in Aberdeenshire.
Situated just off the AWPRD side junction, Kippy Lodge Sports and Country Club prides itself in offering the most competitively priced and widest ranging facilities in the north east of Scotland. Catering for every age and ability, from swimming lessons and aqua aerobics to gym circuits, personal training, pilates, fitness classes, tennis, golf and so much more. To keep the wee ones happy, Kippy Lodge is packed full of classes, coaching and events to keep your children active and entertained throughout the year. Children also go free with every couple membership. For a full list of activities and fun things to do, visit our website, kippylodge.co.uk. Come in for a free and friendly tour of our facilities. Membership's now been taken for 2020. Oh my goodness. It's that again. Join me for my old record club. I've got the birthday file looking at musicians and artists with birthdays during the week. My Steve Bishop holdie means something obscure from my own collection. And in a show packed with gems from the 50s to the 80s, we'll also find something nice from the 90s and work our way through the records that stalled at number two in our charts. Wednesday afternoons at two, right here on Merns FM. Linking communities together across the Mearns. This is Mearns FM. Mearns FM.
songs on Merns FM. Is it getting better? Or do you feel the same? Will it make it easy on you? Now you got someone to blame. You say
From Radio News Hub, I'm John Francis. The government introduces strict quarantine rules to prevent a second peak of COVID-19. Scientific reasons are presented to back up the planned phase return to school. It's predicted to be quieter than normal this bank holiday on the roads, and there are concerns for employees' mental health as many continue to work from home. Good evening. The government's introduced strict rules for people entering the UK. From June the 8th, anyone entering the country will have to spend two weeks in quarantine. Anyone who breaks the rules will face a fine. The move's been criticised by the airline industry. And one question to Home Secretary Priti Patel is why now? The answer as to why we're bringing these measures in now is simple. It is to protect that hard-won progress and prevent a devastating resurgence in the second wave of the virus. We are following the science and introducing public health measures that are supported by SAGE. This will require international arrivals to self-isolate for 14 days. That is the incubation period of the virus. So that if people have become infected overseas, we can limit the spread of the virus at home. And as we are taking this action, we are taking it at a time when it will be the most effective. Passenger arrivals have been down by 99% compared to the previous year. Now we are past the peak of this virus. We must take steps to guard against imported cases, triggering a resurgence of this deadly disease. And as the transmission rate across the United Kingdom falls and the number of travellers arriving in the UK begins to increase, imported cases could begin to pose a larger and increased threat. This is because they could become a high proportion of the overall number of infections in the UK and therefore increase the spread of the disease. So with far fewer people being infected in this country and with the public having worked so hard to bring the R number down, any new arrivals entering the country with the disease during this next phase will have a much bigger impact, potentially causing a second wave. Now, this is, of course, a different story from when domestic transmission was at its peak and when overseas travel was at an all-time low. Led by the Prime Minister, the whole government has worked across all government departments, including with the devolved administration, to develop these measures. And we do not take these steps lightly. This is extremely challenging, and these are difficult times for the entire nation, as our freedoms have been sadly but necessarily curtailed. But we do not underestimate how hard these new restrictions will be for people up and down the country. To the latest on the plan to reopen schools in England and Downing Street has reconfirmed the government's plan to carry out a phased return from June the 1st. Scientific evidence has been published to try and convince teachers and parents it's safe for some children to go back. One place where there remains a high risk of infection from COVID-19 is in the North East. We spoke to Sunderland Council leader, Councillor Gray Miller, who thinks it's too soon to resume classes. With uh, our value in the North East and Sunderland being so high, I genuinely think uh, that was not the right thing to say and do because it has made uh, parents and carers and staff in schools very nervous and very concerned about is it going to be safe to go back to school. Now, my, my view is, and it has been through the whole crisis, is that people need to stay at home, stay safe and save lives. So we need people to make the best judgment for themselves and their loved ones on this. But the bottom line is that, is that schools will determine whether they open further or not, because that is what head teachers and boards of governors will do. My, my role as leader of the council 
is to basically say that I fully understand if people don't go or don't want to go back to school on the 1st of June because they do not think it's safe because they don't trust the advice that's been out there, and that is understandable. Let's round up some of the main headlines from other parts of the UK. Nicola Sturgeon is urging the public in Scotland to stick to the lockdown rules over the bank holiday weekend. She's reiterated the relaxing of the restrictions won't come into effect until next Thursday. Until then, there's no change. This is a really important point, that none of the changes uh, that we talked about yesterday are yet in place. During this bank holiday weekend and into next week, the current lockdown restrictions are still in place. Mark Drakeford says there'll be no changes to the current lockdown rules in Wales before a review next week. The First Minister says when changes are made, they'll be modest and measured. He's also called on people to observe the lockdown rules over this weekend too. Here in the Welsh Government... We will review the regulations again at the end of next week based on the latest evidence and in line with the principles that we have set out in our framework and in our roadmap. And in Northern Ireland, there's been a further drop in the number of coronavirus-related deaths at care homes. 61 COVID-19-related deaths occurred during the week ending May the 15th. That's down from 80 in the previous week. Still to come, we get the experts' view on the lack of a bank holiday getaway, and there's the latest on Project Restart in football. Back in a moment. Goodwin Barrett has helped thousands of people get to the truth and the compensation they deserve. If you've lost money on a stocks and shares ISA sold by a bank, text LOST to 78900. Next tonight, it should have been the big getaway for the bank holiday, but with lockdown measures in place, that simply isn't happening. We spoke to Rob Dennis from the RAC on what it's going to be like on Britain's roads over the next few days. It's going to be anything but a standard end of May bank holiday this weekend. As just 10 million of us say we expect to conduct leisure journeys by car, that's nearly half the number who said the same thing last year. In fact, we expect it to be one of the quietest on major roads um, since we first started tracking people's plans uh, seven years ago, so particularly quiet on the roads. Of course, it will still be the case that some people will be making the most of the good weather. We can certainly expect some local routes um, into beaches in particular to be um, still particularly busy with problems with, uh, with parking, but nowhere near the standard volume of bank holiday traffic on all of our roads nationally um, that we'd expect in any other year. To sport now, and Premier League players have continued to train as part of the first tentative steps to try and get professional sport going again in the UK. Players have had to train socially distanced from their teammates. Brighton Chief Executive Paul Barber tells us how it's gone for his club. Um, well, I think it's an important first step in um, our movement towards getting games back on. Obviously, you know, the first stage of the training protocol was agreed um, unanimously by the shareholders, which was which was a positive step, and, and obviously the, the players are now adjusting to that protocol, which is which is obviously quite complex, quite detailed, um, but it's designed to keep them as safe as possible, uh, and that's obviously the most important thing right now. It's an adjustment, isn't it? Everybody's adjusting to something which they've never faced before. So each day that goes by, that adjustment will become easier. Um, you know, I, I don't like the phrase "the new normal," but we are. We are moving to something which is quite different, um, but it will become normal very soon for, for the players. Um, and, you know, we look forward to sort of working through, you know, the next stages and hopefully, um, you know, when it's as safe as it possibly can be to, to getting back playing Premier League matches. Now, with the country still in lockdown, new researchers raise concerns about the well-being of staff as part of Mental Health Awareness Week. Two in three employers are worried about their workers, with businesses having a duty of care to monitor and promote the well-being of their people. Paul Devoy is the CEO of Investors in People and has been looking into the issue. 
biggest concern by far for employers is the mental health of their employees. They're also particularly worried about the feeling of isolation that they have because the vast majority of people are working from home now much more than we've had in the past. So they're concerned that they're feeling the isolation from their colleagues that their employees are feeling. I mean, there's a multitude of things going on. I think we underestimate how much people enjoy the social aspects of work, the general conversation over the coffee machine or at the water cooler, conversation with a colleague next to them. You know, work is a social setting as well as a work setting. And just being physically at home all the time has great advantages, you know, in terms of work-life balance, but it also has some major downsides and people are not used to it. So adapting to that change can be quite difficult for some people. Looking at the positive, I think we've moved probably forward 10 years in terms of home working or flexible working than we would have done had this crisis not hit. There's a phrase, isn't there, that necessity is a mother of invention and organisations have had no alternative but to adapt and employees have had no alternative but to adapt and deploy more flexible working approaches, particularly about working from home. But obviously it comes with its challenges. You know, from my own circumstances, I've got two teenage sons who are trying to be homeschooled. I've retreated to a shed at the bottom of the garden, which is lucky for me. But if you're in a flat where a family and partners are trying to work and they've got young children, there's a lot of pressures going on there. So for employers to really think about how they support their employees' well-being through this is incredibly important. A reminder of tonight's top stories. The government introduces strict quarantine laws to prevent a second peak of COVID-19. Scientific reasons are presented to back up the planned phased return to school. It's predicted to be quieter than normal this bank holiday on the roads, and there are concerns for employees' mental health as many continue to work from home. That's the latest. There's more on our website at Radio FM. UK. Radio advertising. It works. And coming soon to Port Lethen on 105.1 FM and on DAB Digital Radio across the northeast of Scotland. Miss your favourite Merns FM show? You can catch up on demand for free. Go to mernsfm.org.uk slash listen hyphen again. Never miss your favourite Merns FM shows again. Your voice, your voice, your music, your music, your radio, Merns FM. Your voice, your music, your radio, Merns FM.
Does my soul feel glad today? If you're not the one, then why does my hand fit yours this way? If you are not mine, then why does your heart return my call? If you are not mine, would I have the strength to stand at all? But I know you're here with me now We'll make it through And I hope you are the one I share my life with I don't want to run away But I can take it I don't understand If I'm not made for you Then why does my heart tell me distance maim my life if you're not for me then why do I dream of you as my wife I don't know why you're so far away but I know that this much is true we'll make it through and I hope you are the one I share my life So strong that it takes my breath away And I breathe you into my heart And pray for the strength to stand today Cause I love you Whether it's wrong or right And though I can't be with you tonight You know my heart is by your side FM.
thorn twist in your side I'll wait for you Slide of hand and twist of fate On a bed of nails she makes me wait And I wait without you mix of music Stonehaven Inverbervie Lawrence Kirk This is Mern's FM News From the Sky News Centre at midnight the PM's chief advisor says he doesn't regret his actions during the lockdown Dominic Cummings travelled 260